BFFs of Van Life podcast. My name is Kat. I'm sat in my camper van right now and I'm delighted to welcome you to this very first episode. I'm recording the whole of this podcast in my van by the way which means that there are going to be noises from outside so that's an added bonus for you guys. So let me tell you a little bit about myself and about this podcast. I'm from Devon in the UK I graduated in the School of Travel, having travelled solo for much of my 20s and 30s to many different countries. I would consider myself an experienced traveller. Some of the standout moments for me would be travelling overland on the Greyhound from New York to Alaska and working with sled dogs, doing karaoke in Tokyo and working on a fruit farm under Mount Fuji in Japan flying in a dodgy plane over Mount Everest and spending my birthday at the Taj Mahal in India. Nice memories and I'm hoping to make a lot more as the years go by. I've spent the last two winters abroad in the Canary Islands, volunteering at a hostel and busking and this January and February I flew to Marrakesh in Morocco, then up to the south of Spain and While I was there, actually, I ate my body weight in Italian food and I accidentally joined a spiritual mountain cult, but that's for another time. As for work, I've been a full-time street musician for 10 years, which really works for my lifestyle and it's given me a lot of freedom to explore new places. So, that's my story. Now, to vans. That's what we all want to talk about, right? So... I got my first van five years ago, which was a Suzuki Carry, called it Debbie, and my boyfriend is a carpenter and he turned her into a beautiful micro camper. It was gorgeous, she had so much storage and she had like a pull-out bed. I absolutely loved her. Unfortunately, I didn't get to use her as much as I wanted to, you know, life just sometimes doesn't go to plan. Um, I also found that... I couldn't spend a massive amount of time in her because of the small size. It was really good for a couple of days, but, you know, a few hours in that thing and you kind of felt like you were in a coffin. (laughs) So during the pandemic, I was looking on eBay and I fell in love with this big old camper van. (laughs) It's a 1993 Renault Traffic. It's a high top camper and... On the spur of the moment, I just decided to sell Debbie and to buy this other camper. I didn't even see it first. I just said, yeah, I'll take it. So after buying my new van, I decided to join some online van life groups. I'd never really used social media before and I was amazed to suddenly have access to all these people that shared my love of travel and vans. I wanted so much to talk to these awesome people and to hear about their life stories. I also thought to myself, 
maybe if I had an excuse to interview and connect with other van dwellers, it would help me with my own anxieties around traveling alone in a van and it would force me out of my comfort zone and to do something that scares me. Even with all my experience traveling, I still do get really scared about traveling alone in my camper van at night. It's just really easy to get freaked out when you're on your own in the middle of nowhere and it's dark and your imagination kind of runs wild. So I noticed that a lot of other women had posted online about having similar anxious feelings about starting van life. So I wanted to do something that would prove to those people and to myself that if we face our fears and challenge ourselves, we can achieve whatever we want to do and it's not as scary as we thought it would be. So the pandemic has meant that for now I'm chatting to people mostly on the phone but in the future I'll be visiting people all over the UK to interview them in my van and to get to know how van life has been for them personally. I've also included a little bonus feature for you guys at the end of this podcast. Don't get too excited. It's literally just me walking around on Dartmoor in the dark being scared. But it's a mini challenge that I set myself to do something that scares me. Um, I also run out of diesel the next day, which is quite inconvenient. I mean, I wanted to start small with these challenges (laughs) Um, and kind of build up to more challenging situations basically but I thought I'd start small. So my first ever interview was with Jo. Her and her husband Mick had plans to sell their house in about five years and to buy a large motorhome. The coronavirus situation gave them a big wake-up call and they just decided to seize the day and just go for it. So they sold their house in two days after putting it on the market and they bought a motorhome to live in. It was just at the beginning of Joe and Mick's journey when I spoke to her, so it was really great to hear her excitement and all her plans. This was the first interview I've ever done and I get myself in such a state before the call. I'm actually going to leave the audio in of me having anxiety about this because I want people to hear how difficult it is to live on a daily basis when your mind just goes round and round in circles. Anyway, I'll let her tell you her story. She was such a pleasure to talk to. So without further ado, here is the interview with Jo. Right then, so I'm 10 minutes away from my first interview. I wasn't feeling nervous at all and now I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm going to talk to a stranger, oh. I'm really hoping she's going to call me because I'm just sat here like, just waiting. (laughs) I hope I didn't say I would call her. This is tense. It's six minutes past ten now, oh my god. I'm going to try and calm down a bit, I might play my mantras and just calm down and I'm going to send her a text message is what I'm going to do. Okay, I'm just going to send... Oh my God, I can't. I'm scared. (laughs) Send. Oh, I can't do it. Do it for the podcast. Do it for the podcast. Okay, I've sent it. I've sent it. I've sent it. Cool. Okay, great. Fantastic. Well done. (laughs) I've achieved something. I've sent a text. She's calling. She's calling. She's calling. Hello. 
Hello, hi, yes, um, it's Kat. I just call myself something weird on the on the internet. I call myself Jo. <laughs> oh, lovely to meet you. Yeah, nice to speak to you as well. So, you've literally just moved in, haven't you? Yeah. To your van. Yeah, yeah we've had it a week. And what make van is it? Is it like a motorhome, like a large yeah, motorhome? Yeah, it's an auto trail scout motorhome. How has it been in your first week? Are you kind of in shock still? Or are you kind of settling in? It feels or? lovely. It was still like settling in. It feels lovely. There's a few things that have popped up wrong. You know, because it's like, it's not brand new. We bought it second hand. So there's like a few things that have, uh, we're taking it back actually today to get the skylight <laughs> redone because that were leaking. The taps have been leaking a bit. So we're just sort of like getting used to it, getting to know the van, uh, which I feel like I know it a lot better now than what I did a week ago when I got it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just feels just still settling in, really. We, we're still floating about. We haven't actually left our hometown, but we will be doing. Where did you say you are? Leeds. We're on a site at the moment. Mm-hmm. And where we are, it's, it's all right, because it's like right in the middle. Well, not right in the middle of Leeds, but it's like on outskirts. So we, we're just able to walk up to a local pub. <laughs> so they're coming on this site again. Where are you? I'm, I'm in Plymouth, in Devon. Oh, Plymouth. Oh, God, yeah, you're right. Oh, there. We've been down there, though, in our old camper van. We've been down your way. I, I think this this is from Devon, you know, this fan. Nick, with this fan from Devon? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he thinks so. It's got a partition thing that pulls across, which is brilliant, because I can take the grandkids and they can have their own room. So I've shut him off in back room. Oh, <laughs> so he couldn't really hear me, but yeah, it, it is. That's a nice yeah. coincidence. Yeah, um, isn't it? Yeah, so that's quite nice that you, you can, like, partition off the, the van. Yeah. I think that makes it, such a difference, doesn't it? Well, that was one of the things that sold it to me. I thought, yeah, that that's just perfect. Cause we've got grandchildren that we we want to take away all the time. We've already taken them away in it. We've only had a week, and they're coming tomorrow in it and all. Especially, we've got one that's only two years old, so he can go in the bit that turns into a bed, and we can shut him off just like a little bedroom. Yeah. Oh, I bet they love it, don't they? Oh yeah, they do. Oh, they love they love coming in. So they're nattering about all the time because they used to come in our old one which was a lot smaller, you know, we've took them all over. But wow. I want to take them further in this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I want to take them up to Scotland. So they must have some lovely, they're going to have um, some lovely memories, aren't they? Yes. That's, what that's do they call you? Do they, is it grandma or nanny? Funny or... Enough, no, what they call me is Gam. So like Nam, but with a G, Gam. Oh, that's nice. I was supposed to be Granny. But my granddaughter couldn't say granny. It come out as gam and it just stuck. So that's what I'm called. <laughs> oh, brilliant. And what about, did you say Mick is your husband? Yeah, Mick's my husband. Yeah, they just call him granddad. <laughs> that's yeah. lovely. So they've got gan and granddad's van yeah. that they go out yeah. in and have little adventures in. and. Yeah, the van's called Big Reg, by the way. Big Reg. Oh, I love yeah, it. That's his name, yeah. Yeah, because, well, my dad was um, he's passed away now but my dad was called Reg and our other camper was smaller and we got it and we named it after his mum Annie mm-hmm. um so this one's been so big straight away I was like this, this van's male not female it's too big <laughs> and you know I asked my kids what what do you reckon we should call him and two of them said Reggie so perfect so that's what he's called and he's got two stickers along the front saying big Reg <laughs> on the window screen <laughs> yeah it's like a tribute yeah, well, that's what that's what like this is, you know. My family are like happy about it, you know. They were like obviously upset, thinking that we're leaving them, which we would never do. I can't leave my grandkids, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, they, so they really liked the name and all, you know, that it was their granddad. 
So and I know he, I know wherever he is, if he's looking down, which I'm sure he is, he'll be absolutely made up that we've called it what we've called it. <laughs> what about your last motorhome? What did you have before then? It was a, um, an avant-garde, a Peugeot avant-garde. It was like half the size of what this is. If you chopped the back off, it looked like this. Cool. Was that your first one? or? Yeah, that was our first one. We, we started off years ago I, with a static caravan. We had a static caravan for years with that when our kids were little. Then we sold up, got a tent and started travelling instead. And then when the kids didn't want to come in the tent anymore, we then upgraded to a Torah and went in a caravan because mm-hmm. they weren't bothered for going. They were teenagers then and weren't bothered. So we, we did that for years. He always wanted to get a camper. I didn't. All the time, I'm like, no, 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 I don't want one. And then, I think it was about five years ago, he said, we decided, he, I decided to give him, I said, go on then, we'll get one. So we sold that and bought that little camp, that little motorhome, and we just can't look back since, absolutely. Best thing we've ever done. So this has been in your blood for years, you've been like yeah. travelling yeah. around quite a lot. Yeah, and we used to travelling around, we used to having to live in a small space. You know, but we are used to having a home to go back to. <laughs> now we haven't. <laughs> you know, we had our home for 27 years, that house. Yeah, uh, tell me about that yeah. then. So yeah. what happened? So lockdown happened. And... Yeah, lockdown. Well, we were going to do it in five years, right? All the time we bought it and we were like, we're, we're paying this off, we're buying this off the council, we're buying it. So this is our nest egg. So that's what it was always about. Not for us to keep it forever and die and leave it to our children. It was for us to for an estate to do when we retire to sell up and I was going to buy a static caravan somewhere that's what I intended to do and then when we got the campo we just got down to talking about you know we could just sell up buy a bigger camper and go travelling round and my husband he's a taxi driver and he's always been saying right five, you know when I get to 60 that's it I've had enough and I want to go travel we'll, you know we'll buy a van we'll sell the house and we just I don't know we just ended up getting around to this that's what we're going to do we want to sell the house and, and just go travelling. So then lockdown happened. Did up the old house and the garden, as you did, everybody did, because they were just stuck in with nothing to do. Yeah. So my garden and my house and all the fences in the garden, it all looked the best it had ever done. So we were like, you know, we might as well sell. Our other daughter moved out. We only had our son left. And we were, you know, he was 27. We're like, go on, it's time for you to go. <laughs> we did, we, what do we need this big house for? It's all being done out immaculate. Also, COVID made you like think, you just don't know what's out corner. You don't know how long you got left. We need to live life now while we can, sort of thing. So that that, totally. that sort of then pushed it. And then what pushed it even more was the house prices rocketed. And they were selling like hotcakes. We were like, right, let's do it. And we did it. And it, and it sold within a day and a half. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely so. amazing. <laughs> Oh my goodness, this is like such a happy story. This is like an amazing um, thing you've done and you just made it happen. You were just like, right, come on, let's do this. Yeah. It was obviously meant to be. Nobody, nobody really, after we've spoken to her, said, do you know what, you're you're mad doing this. We've had some people (laughs) that said, do you know, you're brave doing this. But everybody has been so positive about it. Even our kids, even though I know they're like, we're worrying that we were, you know, leaving them. But we wasn't, you know what I mean? And the no, and, you know, we explained that we're not. This is even going to be better because the grandchildren are going to even have more adventures sort of thing, you know. 
Absolutely. Like, they're going to love you. It's like, oh, they're coming, they're coming, they're, they're here, they're in their big van. Oh, that's what they do. Or... <laughs> yeah, that's what they like, and that's what they do. They all come running, gang, gang, all down the street. That's what they like, so that's what it's like now. I've yeah. met so many other people that are just like, it's such a wonderful thing to do with their grandkids. They just like take them on adventures and they just love it, you know, and it's such a great bonding thing and it's such magical memories. And at the end of the day, like if there's anything I've learned from like this awful thing we've been through, it's like quality time with people you love is the most important thing. That is number one. And like a van lets you have that quality time with people you love. Yeah. It's just so nice. To, I know, it does because we, we're going to take my mum in it. I've said to my mum, you're coming in it. We're taking it all over, mum. <laughs> so, you know, because it's so big, you know, she can have the back room into a room and it, she'd be comfortable. And we're then going to take them out in the van. I'm thinking we're going to take my sister as well. I think we can fit them both in. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, like a friend, she, a friend who comes with me a lot. She's coming to come and stop in the camper van, you know, at the bank holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. She's coming to stop with us, so, like, we're going to go out. You know, my husband's going to go out with his mates, and we've, you know, just we go out where the van is, where we park the van, so... And she's going to come and stop, because it's that big. You can have friends coming to stay in it, and... Well, you've got, like, a bedroom at the back, because the thing, the partition shuts off. If you just park up somewhere, it's so great, because... You get to spend time, like you say, with your friends or whatever, and then you can kind of be like, oh, should we go out for a little walk? Or, like, should we go to the beach or, you know, wherever you yeah, are? And, like, you can yeah. come back, you have just a nice go cup of tea and that. And that's, that's what we do. That's just what we do. We're like, oh, let's go here. And, oh, well, like, my husband's just said now, you know, we, we, we could just go from here. We'll go straight up to Malham. Okay, so today I'm telling you guys about Fetcher Chocolates. Fetcher Chocolates is an independent, female-owned business that sells luxury, handmade, vegan chocolate. I've been eating vegan chocolate for years and nothing comes close to Fetcher Chocolates. It tastes amazing and it looks beautiful. It really is the perfect gift for special occasions and something that everyone can enjoy. It's dairy, gluten and soy free, so great for allergy sufferers, but also for anyone. I mean, this chocolate is so good. You don't have to be vegan to enjoy it. There are classic flavours such as milk chocolate mousse and golden salted caramel, as well as these special Christmas flavours, gingerbread, milk chocolate orange and white chocolate candy cane. I loved the blackberry mousse bar with homemade bramble jelly and real blackberries. I'm definitely going to be getting that one again. It smelt incredible and it tasted so good. When I received my order, I was really impressed with the beautiful presentation. The colours are brown and black with a really classy gold logo and the packaging can all be recycled as paper, so no plastic in sight. Fetcher also plants trees to offset the packaging, so it's an eco-friendly choice as well. When I want to buy a friend a beautiful, delicious gift, I just go to FetcherChocolates.com and I get them a gorgeous gift that they will love. Fetcher Chocolates are offering listeners of this podcast 10% off with promo code VFF. Enter promo code VFF at checkout to receive a 10% discount on your order. Yep, that's 10% off. So go on, go to FetcherChocolates.com and get that chocolate in your life. You will not regret it. You know, Yorkshire Dales, and and that's like just what we do at Spirit at the moment. We'll 
you know, will change. And the dogs make me laugh because every time we open carrot, you know, door, they're like, where are we now? <laughs> you know, because it's always somewhere different. <laughs> oh, so you've got dogs there with you? Oh, yeah, I've got two dogs. Got oh, two. tell me got all about lab- that. I'd love to a know Labrador, about that. A black Labrador called Summer and uh, um, a white and tan little dog called, uh, she, well, she's three-quarter Shih Tzu called Cleo. It was a nutter. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, like, look out the door and they go, OK, this is where we are now. Cool, yeah, they're, cool. Yeah, straight away, they, like, jump out and go sniffing around and, you know, like, oh, where are we now? Are they uh, kind of, like you said, you've had caravans and tours and that. Are they kind of used to that lifestyle? They, they are used to it. They are used to it, yeah, but the they're still kind of getting but me, me she's always made herself at home but me big dog summer the biggest place for her to go is under the table in where the kitchen area is and she normally likes to be near where i am so and it's she i, I don't think she likes it too much just summer at the moment i think she keeps looking as one as she's wanting to go home oh. <laughs> but the thing like she's all right now so i'm looking at her now because i'm sat at the table and she's under under there fast asleep so that's, oh. no, she's all right Maybe she's a bit more sensitive and she'll just take oh, a bit more is. time. Oh, she is. She's a very, very sensitive dog. She's a very sensitive... Oh, she is. Bless her. She's right quiet and right... I don't know. She's just right... She, she always looks a bit forlorn anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's just her manner, you know. <laughs> yeah, she's a sensitive dog. And if, and if fireworks or... You know, when you're in Scotland, you can sometimes go places where they're, like, shooting, clear pigeon shooting and that sort of thing. Oh yeah, she won't come out. She won't go out of the van. You know, she's oh. absolutely terrified of bangs. She would be no good as a guide dog, would you, Summer? <laughs> she's so, like, yeah. no, Mum, no, I wouldn't. You're right. I want to stay here with you, wherever you are. Just tell well, me. That's what that's what she's like. So as soon as I stand up just to go to the toilet, she jumps up to follow me wherever I go. I yeah. love dogs. I um I haven't had one myself, but I've done quite a lot of like dog sitting and stuff. And um, I, one of my best friends is a dog. I'm just like, Cooper, we've got well, such get a yourself, connection. Well, if you go travelling part-time in your camper van, I'd, I'd, I'd get a dog. We nearly got one just before the lockdown. I was like, I was really freaking out. And I just thought, do you know what? If I'm going to get through this, I need a dog. <laughs> yeah, well, like, you know, like the, the type we've got, the sheep stew that we've got, that would be probably ideal for you if you've got a little camper van, a yeah. small dog. But they're... She's a very good. They're lap dogs, basically. Them, so that she just likes. She likes to always come and sit on your knee. And people that she's never met, she'll go sit on the knee. You, you know oh. what I mean? She, she like loves everybody, all human contact sort of thing. Yeah, that's so what she's I like need. good. She'd be a good dog. You like to take around old people's dome, that sort of thing, you know, because she just like, loves people and being stroked and being cuddled and and I suppose it, it would be good for mental health, really, you know. She'd be a good therapy dog. So, yeah, that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> So you could be do, probably do you good getting a little dog, you know. I I, I won't be without my dog. I, I, if I I won't feel safe yeah. because I'm not used to it. You see, I'm not you like my husband always worked nights or on my own, but I wasn't because I had the dogs. So I've always used to having a dog with me, never being totally alone. You're never totally alone. In fact, I'm more closer to my dogs than I am anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. They do everything with me. They come everywhere with me. I mean, my husband's always moaning at me. You treat them like they're your children, but well, they are. <laughs> they're my fur babies. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so what's your plan with the van? Are you planning on, like, finding regular spots and just moving yeah. around, or what's well, your plan? Um, so two of our daughters are having babies, right? So that's holding us back as well a little bit until 
the start of the year well no after March really so up until March we're going to be travelling what we wanted to do was go the full coast of the UK slowly go around the whole coast of the UK and work our way back round again but obviously because now they're both having babies and it's they're both having first babies three months apart we don't want to go too far so we'll probably just do part of it and then we're going to head up to Scotland in September we just start kind of floating about, going up to Scotland, coming back down here and floating about the Yorkshire Dales. Wow. Going on the site an odd time just to get chopped up with water and that sort of thing. And how's the weather and been? Is it Have you had nice weather or...? Both. It's been boiling hot. <laughs> absolutely. It'll have been hot where you were. Last week it was absolutely red hot. It was like 34 Celsius in Leeds. It was boiling. Mm. We went on the site and we've got aircon. There's a big aircon thing in the middle of the room. Oh, it came on. But then you know, when we were on look a bit, it was absolutely beautiful. It just cooled it down. Oh, it was like heaven, that thing. So you've got aircon so, in your van? Yes, aircon oh, in wow. the van, yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's aircon. And it works, a tree. Absolutely beautiful. It was just poured out beautiful cold air. Oh, it was just lovely. <laughs> so we do plan to go abroad in it. And we've not been abroad before, but we do. Once we've done the coast of the UK, we plan to go abroad. Wow. For winter. We would have gone this winter, but because of the babies coming, we can't. So it's going to be, you know, the winter of 21. But we're going to go abroad then. Where are you planning on going, do you think? I don't know, really. Just all around it. Probably heading down to Portugal and Spain. Yeah can't beat it really yeah just in the winter we won't go in the summer just go in the winter you know when it's warmer yeah and it's so nice down there i was in spain in february and it was just like the best weather it was like the perfect spring weather if you know what I mean. did you was... go in your van then i didn't no i um i'm not quite brave enough yet to like set off on yeah. <laughs> yeah well that's what we're like you know that is what we're like but we're hoping we're going with some friends just for they're just gonna like come for like you know just a normal little holiday thing and we'll go with them you know so then also we've got somebody with us. the thing is actually once i got there i went to morocco as well and like actually yeah. i didn't know what i was worried about because there's so many people driving around in their motorhomes down there it's yeah. just totally normal there's a lot there's a lot I've read a lot about that them because they go over now we're out of the EU you can only stay 90 days but if you go over to Morocco for a couple of weeks then you can come back in for another 90 days and that's what people are doing it's nearer to just jump over to Morocco than come all the way back to UK yeah and you get to go on a boat which is quite fun as well it's like kind yeah. of an adventure <laughs> well we've been on a uh, Hebrides so we've been on a ferry for a couple oh. of hours with our old van that were good Oh, What's it like up there? there? I've heard it's beautiful up there. They are absolutely stunning. Really, really stunning. And we want to go back up. We're gonna, we'll be definitely going back up there again. No doubt about it. It was absolutely beautiful. It really was. It looked like the Caribbean. Beautiful, crystal, crystal clear sea. Really crystal clear. And beautiful blue. And the sand was so white. You had to have sunglasses on to look at it. It was just be- absolutely, it was like heaven, that place. Oh, I'd love to live there. I'd love for all my family to move up and live there. I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, get them yeah. a few vans. You can go up there. Yeah, all go up together, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that'd be great. What do you think about Facebook for, like, van stuff? Brilliant. Oh, the- brilliant. The um, advice that I've got from there about things over the years has been brilliant. It really is. 
you know, my, my fridge didn't work before, you know, and it was speaking to people on that, you know, Motor on Madness. I think it was either Motor on Madness or one of them. They've been really good. I haven't heard of Motorhome Madness. Is that like a, a really popular a one? one? Yeah, I think there's about 87,000 okay. on there. Blimey, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's a really that big one. one. I've only joined Fan Life not long ago. They make me feel safe, safer as well because I know that there's people out there that you just get so much help and advice from people. I know, like, I never really use Facebook on a norm, like, normally ever. Recently, I just joined all these groups and, like, yeah, it's just absolutely blown my mind. I was like, this is Why amazing. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't know. <laughs> so I'm now on loads. I'm on, there's a wild camping, somewhere or other, wild camping in Scotland and pub stopovers and there's, oh, there's loads of different ones. And get, if you've not got it already as well, get the um, Park for Night app. That's that's got us in places all over the country that I wouldn't know about if it weren't for that. Absolutely brilliant. I'd have been lost without it. Would you say that the descriptions are quite accurate on there? Have you ever turned up yeah. anywhere and been like, I've turned what the hell? up on a few and it said no overnight parking. So I've not, re- we don't risk it. If it ever says overnight parking, I know a lot of seem to have said, well, they just ignore it, but no, we don't want somebody to come knocking in the middle of the night and tell us to move. So, but that's uh, that's only an odd an odd view. And sometimes you get there, especially the ones in Scotland. There's already somebody there. <laughs> it's oh just, yeah, it's a bit too popular. <laughs> See, there's places I know that I won't put them on park for night because they'll have lots of people turning up. Like in Weatherby, where my sister lives, there was a perfect place to park, and there wasn't no signs. And somebody put it on park for night, so people started turning up. Next minute, and no overnight parking sign went up and I'm really annoyed because that's round the corner from where my mum's going to be living. We could have gone and stopped there. Annoying. I don't like this negative stuff that's against a lot of camper vanners blaming us for litter and stuff like that. I don't believe it is people that are in camper vans that are leaving litter. I think that's your day trippers that are doing that. Yeah, and teenagers. That's what I mean, that sort of thing, you know, like teenagers and dead. In fact, I've just bought myself a litter picker because when I go anywhere, I will pick up litter because I don't want them to blame somebody in a van for it and put an no parking for sign up there's a, there's a lot of negativity that's the thing i mean like hang on a minute we're all like yeah. stuck in england this summer so yeah we're gonna be like out and about but like you say it's um why would if you've got a camper van why on earth would you like dump litter when like you've literally got your registration number on show you, for like everyone wouldn't. to see yeah one good thing is if you do go to Spain and France, apparently it's, like, really nice and really easy. Yeah, a lot better there. A lot better there. That's what they say, yeah. I mean, these... Oh, that's another uh, Facebook page I'm on, which is uh, UK Airs, which are, oh, like, yeah. the, car park, the car parks that allow you to park on them, which they're brilliant because they're getting money for that, that town's council. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of Skipton in, in Yorkshire Dales. Skipton no. in Yorkshire Dales, they've got about four right bit in their car park, four right big green spaces that are painted in green that are for motorhomes. And it's £5 to stop overnight. They're getting £20 a night. So they're getting £120 a week out of them, not £140 a week. So that council's getting £140 a week and all the shops are getting the custom exactly. from all the camper families that are there. Yeah. But then you get stupid other councils like Weatherby that can't see it. It's a little market town. On a night, they've got no business going there because all they've got is the people that live there. And they could have had this empty... It's an empty big car park that's just sort of in the woods, basically. So it's not they're not disturbing anybody, anybody there in vans. 
why not charge up five pounds back overnight there they'd be making money for the council i think they no. need to get with the times a bit don't they you yeah know? and welcome all the tourists they can get right now but they can easy put signs up and make make it legal that like like the airs that are in skipton and they're in a lot of other places as well where you can park for five pound overnight you can't stay no more than three nights then what's the problem i th- i think you need to write them a letter or yeah, try I and get a job there on the letter, <laughs> but i know i know i should do shouldn't i i, I should because i know people there's a website that's you know people of weatherby and i'm on that you know, there's people that I think I've wrote to the council to complain because they've said, look, we're businesses, but what, what is the problem? You know, then you've got your other yeah. sillies going, oh, but they leave rubbish. Uh, no, they don't. Prove that they leave rubbish. No, they don't. Yeah, that is a poor excuse. I, I reckon that we can probably wrap up. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking yeah, to me. It's been you. so lovely. And, um, yeah, nice to speak to you. Yeah, yeah, let me know how you go on. Then, you know, yeah, I will. Keep me updated with any of your little projects that you've done. And if you get a dog. <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, Nice one. Yeah. Well, Great. listen, it was so cool to speak to you at the beginning of your journey. And um, maybe we can chat again in a yeah, few months' time and I'll see you. yeah. <laughs> how you're getting on yeah. when you're in Scotland or something yeah. like that. Yeah, see where I am. Brilliant. Oh, that's great. Right, I'll leave you to carry yep. on with your day. Thank you so much okay. for speaking to me. I appreciate it. All right, it. nice speaking to you. All right, Joe, take care. All right, then. See ya. Bye. 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 Well, the wind's picking up as we come to the end of this episode, but before I go, I'd like to share with you my mini challenge of the week, which is a walk in the dark on Dartmoor hope you enjoy it. I'm currently sat in my van on Dartmoor. I'm going to go for a walk and try not to imagine that there's a serial killer waiting for me. There's loads of sheep out there. They're responsible for some of the noises I can hear. So I think I just need to put my big girl pants on and go outside. Okay, here we go something in front of me but I can't see what it is. I do think it's a sheep. Oh my god, what is that? There's a van here. There's some people staying here. They're probably really confused right now what I'm doing. I can definitely see a sheep. Yeah, it's running away. I'm starting to think I might be the scariest thing up here. From where I am right now, I can see for miles and miles, I can hear a church bell. Wow, that's kind of spooky. I like it though. My torch ran out of battery, so I don't have any light anymore, but I am coping very well. I'm actually feeling really happy. Home sweet home. Brilliant. That was nice. I enjoyed that. And I didn't get murdered, which is quite good. (sighs) Okay, so I've just woken up. I decided to move my van just up the road so I could see the view. 
last night when I left, I was looking at my diesel levels and I had quite a lot above empty. But I noticed that the needle was just kind of dancing around like mad and I just thought, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. This morning, as I've driven up the hill, it just stopped. Okay, looks like I've run out of diesel. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Sorry, it's just, it's just kind of sinking in. Yeah, but I mean, I live here now, I guess. <laughs> this is where I live now. So... <laughs> Dear. I'm going to call the breakdown company that I'm with and see if they can help me. But the thing is, I don't know where I am. That's the problem. I don't, like, this isn't, I do have 4G, so that is a really good thing. <sighs> okay, where's my location? Here we go. Got it. Thanks for calling the breakdown and accident helpline. If you've been involved in a road traffic collision with another vehicle, press 1. To tell us about a breakdown or problem with your vehicle for the first time, press 2. Hello, you fruity How can I help? Oh, hello there. I seem to have run out of diesel and I am in the middle of nowhere and I was wondering if you could help me. <laughs> You're in the middle of nowhere. Well, I mean, I'm being a bit dramatic. I've got my coordinates, if that helps. What's your location then? Right, let me just grab the coordinates for you. Okay, Catherine, I'm just going to pipe you on hold for just a moment while I sort that out for you, okay? Oh yeah, I like this hold music. <laughs> Whoa! Come on, come on. <laughs> Loving the delay on that clap. Oh, it's gone a bit jazzy now. Oh, hey. Hi, Catherine. Thank you for holding. We will try and be with you hopefully within 90 minutes. That's okay. great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye. Hooray! <laughs> I'm so happy. Woo! This is great. I'm really enjoying myself. So, hot take, guys, on phones. If you haven't got one, I would highly recommend getting yourself a smartphone. <laughs> no, you're welcome, honestly. Oh, this is so exciting! <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna have my breakfast. Here he is, look! Okay, right. I've made it to Yelverton. It's all good. So I filled up my tank and now I'm ready to go home, so. Yeah, what a mad morning. <laughs> Thanks for listening to VFFs, a van life podcast. If you want to write to me, it's vffspodcast at gmail.com. See you next week. I've got to get away, start again, find a brand new day. So much for me to find, but I've got to go outside. to go